0: Welcome to this week's episode of Real Estate Marketing Insights, brought to you by Social Southern Creative, the one-stop shop for all of your real estate marketing needs. In today's fast-paced environment, standing out from the competition is more important than ever. As a leading marketing company specializing in the real estate industry, we understand the unique challenges that real estate professionals face in marketing their business and properties effectively.
1: Join us as we explore the latest marketing trends, provide insights on effective strategies, and highlight success stories of our clients. So whether you're a real estate agent, broker, developer, or simply interested in the world of real estate marketing, we're excited for you to join us. Thank you for tuning in to Social Southern Creative. Hello, Stephanie. How are you doing today? Good, Nina. How are you? I am awesome. I think
0: we need to preface this. If you've been here for a few episodes, you know that my son is with me over summer break. And so he is in the room on the podcast talking about personal branding you could hear the stress in my voice as a mother trying to like speak into the camera, speak into the microphone and then no, you're balancing it well. You're no, like, he's he, great. His marker was under the table and I was like he's going to flip the whole table, but no, he's doing excellent. The fact that he can sit here for a full this full time while we record podcast is good. So, just wanted to you guys to kn- let you know that Henry is still with us. So, all right, today's topic is very good because it is one that People struggle with so much. And it's mainly because they tell themselves a bunch of lies. So today we're going to talk about how to reach out to customers or potential customers without feeling pushy or salesy. Right. And so to start it off, Nina is going to give us some really alarming stats.
1: <laughs> right. So studies indicate that almost 80% of sales leads require at least five follow ups. So five touching base with the person before they commit. Um, But nearly 44% of salespeople give up after one follow-up or forget people altogether.
0: Yes. So Nina and I teach a class on how to build a sales funnel. The biggest follow-up, or I'm sorry, the biggest crashing of a sales funnel is the part where the agent has to follow up. Yeah. And it's based on a bunch of lies, I believe, that we have started to tell ourselves, which is crazy to me because before you dive into those lies... Big box stores, they're not sitting around going, let's not bug people. Let's not bother them. They're in your face at every turn. And as consumers, we eat them up, you know. Absolutely. So they're a great example of why you cannot be worried about these lies. So, Nina's gonna,
1: so before we reach out, a lot of people might be like, oh, I don't want to like follow up with them. Or I don't want to text them or email them because they don't want to seem like they're desperate or seem like they're being really pushy.
0: Another reason people might not follow up is they may say something or agents might not follow up with a potential cut. Client, they may say to themselves, "They know my number. They can reach out when they need me." Yeah, I don't want to chase them down. I don't want to be annoying. Correct. And I get it. No one wants to be annoying. No one wants to be a weirdo. I mean, right. I guess a few people out there probably do want to be weirdos if you look at YouTube.
1: But-, but also, not to be harsh. And I know I'm not trying to be mean to anybody. But those people that are buying a house, they probably they have their own jobs. They have their own things that are doing. This is your job, selling the house. It's your job. So reach out to them. They have other things going on, like. They have other things that they are on the forefront of their mind. So reach out and that you're there. We're going to give you seven quick ways to reach out and not feel salesy, pushy or overbearing. So let's dive right in, Nina. So the first one that I like to do, because I tend to have a lot of anxiety, is let them know when you're going to be reaching out. This makes it feel like it's more of an appointment and not just some random like, hey, here I am. If you when you meet them or when you have that first initial contact, say, hey, I'll send you a email with a market analysis or, oh, I'll follow up with more information on XYZ that we just talked about. I'll send you an email tonight, this evening, or on Monday or whatever. Just schedule it. Tell them you can expect to hear from me at this time. And that way it feels like you are just following up with an appointment that you have scheduled with them. And it's not like some random. Right. It's not random and you don't feel like you're bothering them. Well,
0: if you making an appointment, you're not bothering them. You've set this up. So they are expecting you to show up. The next one I would speak into is to provide value in every step of the way. All of your communication needs to provide value. So an example of this could be they have children that are school age. You may say to them, hey, I know you've been looking at a few different areas. I just seen the school ratings come out for our area. I wanted to send them over to you so you would have that information. See how valuable that is. You are not bothering me because as a mama and most mama bears out there, there's nothing more important than where their kid is going to receive an education at.
1: Right. Absolutely. Um, So the next step. And so if you haven't, if you weren't able to schedule an appointment or if this is your second or third follow up, just send out and then like a brief little message. You don't need to send something super long or, oh, if I haven't heard from you, I'll stop responding. You don't need to say any of that. Just send out a quick little brief. "Mm -hmm, This is what I got for you.
0: In that brief description, though, our
1: next tip is don't be vague. Tell them exactly
0: what you want them to know or you need them to hear. I want it to be short, just like Nina said. Be
1: brief, but it needs to be wildly specific. So be direct. Correct. All right. The next one, number five, Nina, is during your initial meeting, whether that be when you're at an open house or if you're if you they called during your floor duty, um, take immediately take notes of everything that they said to you. So that way, when you do go through with that follow-up, you just, you actually remember the things that you talked about. And it can be like a personal interaction, not just some random. Because a lot of times people can tell when you're just sending out some random message that you've sent to 20 other people. Right. Make it be specific so that they feel... Yeah, it kind thing. of speaks
0: back into like the school thing or if someone's like I like Nina, she's a single woman with a dog. So a dog park would be very important to her. She loves dog parks. I wouldn't so, buy a house. that didn't have a backyard. Yeah. So if you're with Nina and she mentions her dog, that might would be a value to follow up with her. Hey, I know you your dog is your fur baby. That's, you know, the main thing in your life. Hey, I did see this house with a backyard. Those personal things is great. It's going to stick with, like, especially someone like Nina. She'd be like, oh, my gosh, my dog is my everything, you know? Mm-hmm. And so definitely write down those notes. The next one is I want you to communicate with them in the way they like to be communicated with. So you need to ask this in your initial meeting. How do you prefer me to reach out to you when I follow up? Do you want me to call, email, text? I
1: love to talk on the phone. Nina. If you call me unsolicited uh, or without, tell, without telling me your call, like, uh, you got you got to text me, hey, I'm, can I call you in five? Then I will answer you. If Stephanie were to just call me out of the blue, I'm gonna let that go to voicemail. Because why are you mm. calling me? What if you're so what if, god big you dally me? And then I'm just like, hello, hello. And you're just, but what if I needed you, Nina? This is not the time to hash done. this. Stuff. But, but
0: he'll call me twice. But what if I was in big trouble and I only got that they one don't call? Don't call me. Oh gosh,
1: <laughs> this is going. Well, this is supposed to be a quick bingeable podcast, and here we're about to hash family like routine. So no. okay, but no, <laughs> I'm like I just, especially so for. I say I'm joking, but seriously, though, like if yeah, I'm joking, but seriously, I'm, jo- I'm joking, but seriously, Um, if you like for me, I prefer if it's going to be it just depends on the situation for me. So if I know that you're going to be trying to sell me something, I prefer that in a text that I can like read, process, think about it without any pressure and then respond. But if you call me, and you're like, hey, what's up? That's a lot of pressure for me. So but if but then also at the same token, if I know that I do actually want what you're selling and I have questions then I do want you to call me. But then also if I'm really busy and I don't think I'm going to respond to your text message, I want an email so I can really take my time. All right. So there's people like Nina. I don't have any advice. No, I'm
0: just kidding. No, absolutely. But try to nail down how they would best like that. So Nina, probably if she was in front of a realtor, just knowing her well, she would probably say text me. Yeah. Um, just so she knows she could think about it. I will tell you as like a little pro tip side note, if they don't have a preference, I love voice memos, especially if you have an iPhone. You can mm-hmm. That way they can hear your voice. I know it's a little bold, but it's not quite as bold as the phone call. Right. I think Nina could handle a voice memo if an agent was to... Good. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, if they said, like, a little voice memo and was like, Hey, Nina, sorry, I'm just driving in my car. Or, hey, I've got my hands tied up making dinner. But I definitely wanted to reach out to you and let you know I did find the information you need. That is not pushy at all. Nina gets to hear her voice, hear the lightness or his voice in it. And so I i am a huge fan of the voice memo.
1: The only caveat with that is make sure you go in your phone settings and change it to where the message doesn't disappear right after they've listened to it. I think it—I think it's like two minutes later. You can switch it to where it, it stays indefinitely. Do that so that way if they miss it or if they want to re-listen, they can.
0: Perfect. All right, last and final one is nurture the lead one step further using email automation that yet again offers a variety of values such as coupons, local events, and marketing conditions. We just did a podcast on this. If you've listened, email has a 42% return on investment. It is a great and fantastic way to uh, nurture your email leads. So those are our seven tips. We do have three really quick things. we Three write. anti-tips. No, yeah, three
1: anti-tips that we absolutely recommend you do not say. So Nina, go ahead and read the first one. Don't just send them a text or an email saying, hey, y'all made a decision yet? I love it. Y'all made a decision yet? Uh, The next one I would not recommend. No, we live in
0: the South, and I love everything about being Southerner. But I would not send one that says, hey, have you talked to the decision maker? Question mark. Nobody likes No one's
1: going to like that. No. My husband might. (laughs) He's he's quirky. Um, And then the third one is... And this one sounds nice, but it's not specific enough. Hey, friend, just checking in. Yeah, please don't send that either. These are just... They're lazy.
0: They don't communicate value. They sound like every other agent, and you've got to stand out in this market as an agent.
1: And also, it like it's kind of vague. It's kind of short. It and it puts a little bit more on them. Like, make it easy for them. Send mm. them more. Yes, yeah, correct. So, in a world that has the shortest attention span of all time, people will tend
0: to go with what's in front of them. So, your follow up is vital to the success of your business.
1: Right. You're not being annoying. You're being persistent and you're being available and you're showing that you're willing to do <laughs> Sorry, Henry Wind- um yeah if you're gl- oh okay um
0: nina and i talked about this last week too when you are in a service-based industry your word is all you have you have to follow up when you say you're going to follow up do not push these buttons um Okay. So make sure you do the follow-up. But that's our podcast today. We tried to make it short and sweet for you. We get summer break. It's a hard time for people to listen to long-form content. Um, Henry, do you want to tell them where you're going to be next week? Tell them. Oh, you don't want to tell them? Okay, you got shy on me? All right. Well, I think that's
1: it for this week, Nina, right? I think that is. Henry, do you want to push the end podcast button? You can hit this one if you're ready. Yeah, if you want to hit the big red button up there. Thank Thank you, you guys.